What's up, folks, and welcome to another episode of the Hello Ghostly Podcast. I am going to be your one and only host. My name is Ryan, or Hello Ghostly, if you were searching for me across the interwebs. And by golly, have I had a week. It's been a real hung dinger of a week. It's been a bit of a crazy banana pie week. Everything has just gone wrong this week. I don't know why, it just has. I woke up expecting to get my controller being delivered. I got my controller, my new shiny electric vault Xbox controller, and I was a very happy boy. And then a mere 30 minutes later, a TV gets broken. So now I have to replace the TV. So that's currently in the repair center as we speak. And we're going to have to wait until I think it's like the 10th for it to get fixed. So hopefully that gets fixed nice and sharpish and it's inexpensive and doesn't cost me a metric ton of money because that would be very nice indeed. I would appreciate that immensely. But that's one thing that's happened. I've also had some other things break. I've just been having a bad week. So I'm hoping like this next week turns out better. The thing that hasn't been bad though is the video games. I have been playing a single video game for the past week and I have been going hard in the paint and I mean hard in the paint so I got vaccinated again my second dose of AstraZeneca last Friday and I took the excuse of being sick the next day to play a ton of video games and I played Judgment for like 12 hours and I've been playing it ever since and absolutely loving it. Judgment is so good. It is such a great video game. You should go check this game out. It is one of the best non-Yakuza Yakuza video games that is currently on the market. It's made by the Yakuza guys, the team that make it. I don't want to try and pronounce the studio because I'm horrendous with pronunciation of other languages. I don't know why, I just am. But this game is fantastic and I cannot wait to see what they've got to announce on Judgment Day on the 7th of May. They're going to be announcing something Judgment related. There's also been a trademark for a Lost Judgment, which I'm very excited about. But I don't want to get into it too much in regards to the game because it is spoilerific left, right and centre. Regardless of what you say, basically there is a mystery going on. You're a detective. You have a little buddy with you who's ex-Yakuza known as Kaito. He's a fine dabby dozy person you also have some other friends join you on this adventure as you go along in mystery and wonder it is fantastic it is so good the side content is brilliant it is just a great game you should go check out judgment if you haven't done so already it's 35 pound i think in the uk on the xbox store i think you should play it i think you should because you're missing out on a very good game indeed i'm a big yakuza guy as of this past year i don't know why i will sing the praises of this game until more people play it because Yakuza is such a great franchise and this spin-off with Judgment is just great. It's just absolutely fantastic. I'm loving it so, so much. This and Like a Dragon, I absolutely adored and I also really enjoyed Yakuza 0 and Kiwami 2. Kiwami is also great. I'm just going to keep talking about Yakuza basically. No, I'm not because we're going to go into the gaming news because we have a metric ton of it and I want to get through this episode as quickly as possible because I've got to edit it and record it all on a Saturday when I should be chilling out and just playing more Judgment. That's what I would be doing right now is playing more of this game because I'm loving it that much. I've got some side content to do, I think, but I've got a couple of side missions that are dotted around the map. I'm slowly but surely working my way through it, and I'm loving it. Let's get into some gaming news, though. Let's stop talking about Judgment, because I could talk about this game for an entire episode. Let's kick things off with Xbox's Games for Gold for May, because they have been announced. They are very cool indeed. So, Microsoft have revealed the upcoming games for Games for Gold, and they go as followed. Starting on May 1st, you will see Amarello on Xbox One, 
and Lego Batman on Xbox 360, also available via backwards compatibility. Then on May 16th, you'll see them replaced with Dungeons 3 on Xbox One and Tropica 4 on Xbox 360, another game also available via backwards compatibility, so that's very nicely indeed. I don't really have a ton to say about this because those games are fine. Lego Batman is a great game. It's a great Lego game if you like those games. I've not played Armello. I've not played Dungeon 3 or Tropico 4, but I've heard great things about Tropico 2. That's apparently a very good series. So if you enjoy that, you should go check it out. But yay, another stinky month for Games for Gold. I don't know why they just have this service. They may as well just get rid of it because it's kind of pointless in my opinion. It's just a waste. There are so many rubbish games just being added to the service. It's kind of devaluing what they are doing with Game Pass, in my opinion, personally. But anyway, they can do what Xbox is going to do. Hopefully, they'll get rid of it, though, sometime in the future. Or make it better. Make it better would be a good option to replace the rubbish games that we're currently getting and have been getting for the last couple of months. If you thought we were done with Xbox, we're going to talk about some Xbox Game Pass editions because they're going to be adding Dragon Quest Builders 2 on the 4th of May to Xbox One, Xbox Series X, Xbox Series S, and this is coming via a Microsoft listing. That happened over the weekend, but that confirmed that the game will be available day and date on Game Pass on May 4th, but will also be coming to all those other Xboxy platforms. You should play it. It's a very good game. It was currently locked off to Nintendo Switch and PlayStation, but now you'll be able to check it out on your Xbox. And I thought I was apparently very good at doing show notes. I'm not, because I'm going to be chucking in another Xbox news story here, and that is Halo Infinite, because they've confirmed that the game will be getting some cross-play functionality. It's going to have both cross-play and cross-progression on Xbox Series X, Xbox Series S, Xbox One, and PC when the game launches later this year. They confirmed the news in a post on the Xbox Newswire, where the post in question was titled, Continuing our PC gaming in 2021 and beyond. They did confirm that players would have access to unlocks as well as customizations, regardless of what platform you're currently playing at the time. The PC version will also have some included support for ultra-wide and super ultra-wide monitors, as well as triple keyboards and a wide variety of advanced graphic options, as well as a few other options that they didn't go into detail there. Further on in the post, though, Mr. Matt Booty confirmed that the company will also be bringing some Xbox Series X and S enhancements to the PC version of the game that will include direct storage technology, which will mean the games will be able to load faster, as well as auto HDR feature will be coming to the game that will give developers the ability to bring graphical updates that weren't possible for thousands of other DirectX-based titles. Lastly, Microsoft has announced they will be making changes to the developer revenue share for games sold on the Microsoft Store from August 1st that will basically up the current revenue for developers who currently earn 70% up to 88%. So they'll get additional money there on each title that they sell. So that's very nice indeed. They are kind of aiming at Steam and Epic Games, I think, on that one. But I'm personally very excited to see what they do with the PC side of things. I'm not a PC gamer, but I do want to see some of these improvements come to other Xbox-supported platforms because it means there'll be more parity across all platforms. It will mean that maybe the lowest denominator will bring things down, but hopefully what they'll be doing is they'll be aiming at like the Xbox Series S rather than these other platforms and we'll get some really cool content in the future, but I'm excited regardless. 
Another thing I get excited about is Apex Legends, and that is the brand new permanent mode that they're going to be adding to the game in the form of arenas. Respawn has opened the curtains a little bit and shown us some different details of the upcoming Season 9, otherwise known as Legacy, and they confirmed that a brand new permanent mode will be joining duos and trios, and it looks very cool indeed. The mode in which we're speaking about is called Arenas, and it will be a 3v3 mode that will have players select their characters as well as a buy phase will commence each round to buy weapons and things of that nature. Both teams will also get to spend an allocated amount of crafting materials to buy weapons and equipment. This is then also able to be increased the amount that you have by getting the crafting material canisters on the map. There is apparently three of them according to some videos that I've watched on this. This is kind of like search and destroy where there's no respawns but there isn't a point that you've got to blow up either. The team that does gain a two round lead will win the match as the first of three. The mode will also launch with two custom maps that will be called Party Crasher and, and Phase Runner but they will also have some additional maps that are adapted arenas of parts of the already existing Battle Royale maps in the form of King's Canyon, World's Edge, and the Olympus maps. If you do want to check this out, Apex Legends Season 9 Legacy will be dropping on Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, PC, and Nintendo Switch on May 4th, and it's currently running a select beta test for the mobile version of the game in specific regions. I think the regions are India and Philippines, if I'm correct, but I'm not entirely sure on that one, so take that with a pinch of salt. I'm overly excited about this season though, I do have a couple of different problems with it. They've been advertising and hyping this season up, with getting streamers and YouTubers who don't necessarily play Apex Legends to advertise the game, and they're kind of being somewhat misleading in regards to that, because they go in like, hey look, we got a new character, a new weapon, and they do that every season. So, I am finding that a little bit frustrating. It also means that on day one of the launch of season nine, this game is going to be unplayable, whether it be the servers go down, whether there's gonna be a ton of bugs going also live, or even there is going to be a ton of bad teammates that are not going to make the game any fun. So hopefully that will level out towards the end of the week. It tends to level out after a day or two, so hopefully that is the case. But I'm not looking forward so much to that aspect of May 4th, but I am excited to play a new season anyway, because I love me some Apex Legends. A game that I didn't really love, but I did play a little bit of, and that is Knockout City, but that is going to be coming to Xbox Game Pass Ultimate and EA Play, so that's very nice indeed. That's going to be available at launch, and they confirmed this in a post where EA has celebrated that the beta had hit 1 million downloads, which is very nice indeed. They also then confirmed that the game will be coming to EA Play and Xbox Game Pass Ultimate tier subscriptions. You have to be an Ultimate member to get access to this. However, it will also be available for players on PlayStation and PC via EA Play, so if you have that membership you can also check this game out for free without actually having to buy it, which I think is very cool indeed. Like I said, I did play the recent beta weekend, and it was okay, it was fine, but I do want to forewarn you, I did come away from this game lukewarm, but not because of the game so much, but I had some problems with the matchmaking side of things. I found it overly frustrating because every single match I played over the course of the beta weekend, and I did only play a handful of games, 
had one team with less players than the other, so each match felt one-sided because you had two players versus against three, and three is obviously better than two, especially in a game that is focused around eliminating the other team, and it doesn't matter how really how good you are, if you don't have access to the balls because they're being picked up by the enemy team, and there's more of them to pick up these dodgeballs, then you're going to be in a bit of a one-sided fight. So I did find that a little bit problematic, but hopefully that'll be fixed for long. But if you do want to check this out, Knockout City will be available on Xbox Series X, Xbox Series S, Xbox One, PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and PC on May 21st. The game is also going to support crossplay across all platforms, so that's very nice too. This episode has been awfully one-sided to Xbox, so let's slide in some PlayStation news, shall we? Because PlayStation Plus's games for May 2021 have been announced, and they're okay. They're not as good as they have been over the last couple of months, but they are not bad. So the aforementioned upcoming games that will be available on PlayStation Plus for May go as followed. Wreckfest on PlayStation 5, Battlefield 5 on PS4, and Stranded Deep on PS4. All three of these games will be available to download on the 4th of May, so that's very cool indeed if you want to check that out. I'm personally just okay, I'm lukewarm on this one. It does seem that PlayStation is taking their foot off the gas a little, but hopefully they'll be able to field some deep picks for June 2021. Fingers crossed that is the case. We'll have to wait and see on that front though. Those were all a bunch of dad puns, and I'm gonna include them all. Because yes, that's how I roll here. That's how I roll. I like to have the dad puns. Talking about being a dad, I'm probably going to have to play this game because I'm a dad, and that is Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, because the Xbox and Nintendo Switch version has sadly been delayed. Mediatonic has announced that the upcoming release of the Xbox and Nintendo version of the game will be getting delayed from its launch in the summer, so it will not be coming in the summer anymore, which is what they kind of said, the summer. So that could be at any time in the summer, so probably, I would assume, maybe fall or even winter. I would guess that it would maybe be winter because they would use that to push consoles and kind of like push things towards then but we'll have to wait on that front. The announcement came from the game's official website where the studio discussed its recent purchase by Epic Games by saying it offered so many new opportunities but also they said we've realized that our previously announced summer 2021 Switch and Xbox release schedule is unfortunately just too soon for us to include all of the tasty new features we're working on. On a positive note though, the team did discuss one of those features by confirming that the delay will give them a chance to add additional features, which they promised would include crossplay so that Xbox, Nintendo, and PlayStation and PC players will be able to play together. So that's very nice indeed. It gives me the warm and fuzzies inside. I'm excited to just knock people out and fall and play a Takashi's Castle style mode. Who isn't excited about that? I'm really interested to see how they're going to tie in the previous seasons of content as well into these Xbox and Nintendo version. Are they just going to completely ignore it and forget those seasons exist? Or not? I don't know. There's been some really cool cosmetics on those types of things. So are they going to run different seasons at different times? Or are they going to maybe do a, like, anniversary season? Where they have something on Xbox and Nintendo. Where they bring all of the stuff from prior seasons back. I don't know. But I'm excited to see how they manage that. Because it is a bit unfair that the Xbox and Nintendo players have to miss out on all that content. Because they didn't have those platforms versions ready. So I'm kind of excited excited to see how they manage that because it's going to be an interesting sidestep that they're going to have to make. 
And on to some news that makes me very sad indeed. Toys for Bob is now going to be working on Call of Duty Warzone. This one gets me right in my heart. I don't know why it just hurts. So Toys for Bob is seemingly going to be working on Call of Duty Warzone for the foreseeable future. The developer announced that they were proud to be supporting Call of Duty Warzone's development team for the release of Season 3 and and hinted that they looked forward to more to come in an official tweet. However, this has not been confirmed if it's going to be a permanent move or not, but what I will say is Activision's been doing this a lot lately. Before I get into that though, sadly it does not look like the move was completely amicable though, because GameIndustry.biz did some reporting and they said that this announcement does come with the departure of many of the developers at the studio who worked on Crash Bandicoot 4 and Spyro Reignited Trilogy. We've got some quotes from one of those prior developers, however I will note that this particular developer left in January rather than more recently. So the former character designer known as Nicholas Cole retweeted the announcement and is calling it the end of an era. In a follow-up response to another user on Twitter, he said, Everyone I interfaced with and worked along was let go. Though he did then follow up and make it clear that it was not a total shuttering of the studio. I'm personally kind of frustrated with this because this is not the first time Activision has made the decision to move a prolific game studio over into a support role for another studio. Vicarious Visions, who recently worked on the Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 Plus 2 remake, has been moved over to support Blizzard on future projects like Overwatch 2. This is kind of frustrating because a lot of these studios that made these really cool remasters, like Crash, like Tony Hawk, is kind of being pushed into the Call of Duty team. It's a shame because given the resources, these studios could make some really cool video games. Toys for Bob also made the Skylander series, which was fantastic. It was a really great game, and I kind of wish we had more of it. We don't have a ton of kids' games coming out right now, and as a parent, during this whole pandemic with everything that's going on, having some really cool video games for my kids to play would have helped immensely. There was some, but there wasn't really a ton. They're playing the same stuff they're playing fortnite they're playing roblox they're playing minecraft they're not really playing much else so it's kind of a shame that there isn't a ton of cool video games launched and it looks to be that activision is moving away from that and is kind of pushing its talent into just farming out these multiplayer games like overwatch like call of duty it's become a completely different company they're just going to be farming these free to play games you're not going to see any more remasters i don't think from activision i think it's going to be a complete and utter mess over there and it's just going to be multiplayer filled with microtransactions to milk people as best as possible and that makes me very sad indeed We're going to pick the mood up just a little bit after that sadness. We're going to get on to our last news story of the day, and that is IO Interactive is possibly working on a fantasy IP coming to the Xbox platforms exclusively. So, Hitman and Project 007 developer IO Interactive is currently rumored to be working on a new fantasy IP for Xbox, according to some recent reports. Those reports came from Windows Central where they said the new project will be a fantasy RPG which is apparently currently under the codename of Project Dragon. The game will apparently feature a medieval setting with dragons, so if that floats your boat, get excited. The game could also feature a connected world which makes me very sad indeed with multiplayer as well as it being published by the Xbox Games Studio. 
But to add to all this, Eurogamer has also claimed that they have heard of this project too, and the game is apparently still some years away. The last bit of news regarding this is there was a job listing posted on IO's website for a lead multiplayer network programmer, which could be tied to this project, but also could be tied to something else. It could be completely nothing, and I could be talking out of my bum. As always though, take this with a grain of salt because this has not been confirmed anywhere. It's a pretty cool story though, I like IO Interactive, they make some pretty cool video games. I'm excited for their 007 game, the Hitman series is so good, so I just look forward to seeing what they do in the future. They are expanding too as well, they've just opened a shiny new studio so that's exciting there as well. But that is going to be my time for this week's episode, I hope you have an awesome week slash weekend, I am going to go rest now, not really. I'm I'm gonna go straight into editing and getting this bad boy ready to go. I'm also gonna get my post ready for my Instagram because that's what I do, yo. So I've got a lot to do today, but I hope you have an awesome week slash weekend and I will catch you very shortly in another episode of the Hello Ghostly Podcast. But until then, Ghostly out. <laughs>